recording. Okay, hey, we're the Armchair Cinephiles, and hey. we're doing this again so that the YouTube feed and the podcast will actually work out together. We're going to be reviewing the, um, it's sort of like a year in review, a potpourri of the Gun Saffron year one of the DCU, DCEU. Um, I'm going to just flip this over to a graphic for the people. Careful what you do there. We could end up being banned. The, the, the mix. The, the mix. crossover. The crossover. You call it a crossover event. The crossover year. Uh, I would prefer the reset year. Reset year. Yeah. Sure. So for those of you on uh, listening to the podcast, um, I've just put up a graphic on the YouTube, which outlines the three sort of things they talked about. They talked about the universe reset, which, which was the movies that were released last year. Uh, Shazam, Flash, um, Aquaman, Blue Beetle. Um, Marvel's... I, there's a few things I want to say about Marvels, but we'll get into that later. Then what they refer to as chapters, chapter one, gods and monsters, which has right now 10 projects in it. And then what um, Saffron and Gun reply uh, describe as DC Elseworlds, which most people are calling the DC Extended Universe or the DCEU, which is the Jokers, the Batman, the Batman Part 2, the Teen Titans, um, those sorts of, those sorts of things. Um, well, we will touch on all of those. Um, unfortunately, uh, if you've been already watching this for a while, you know that we are going to go back now and talk about the year, um, the year that was the year we wish we could fit, um, you know, forget about it was a year of, uh, you know, blockbuster superhero fatigue and failures. Um, Jeff, at this point, cut me off <laughs> yep. to bring in an interesting thread that was just released this week, or or more recently than that, from from Gun from the Gunner himself. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned the the strike, the writer strike, and the effect that had on studios and movies moving forward. Um, but a a direct question to James Gunn on Twitter uh, was asked. Asking a year later, does it look like more projects will enter the chapter or did the strikes ensure that wouldn't happen? To which James Gunn replied, some things have shifted around, some new projects now earlier, others later, and other new projects are being developed. Like I said from the beginning, we are going to put things in production based on when we have a great script and nothing else. And luckily we've had some great scripts take us by surprise. Like, seriously, like, that's all he's going to do is just going to tease us a little He's He's the master. Uh, yeah. He's the master that, at teases. You, yeah. So, yeah. But he also said that the Flash was. He did say that. Yes. He did <laughs> say that thing, which, as we saw this year, was very not true. Dog doo-doo. Yeah. Um, I read a fascinating article about several articles, but one in particular that outlined um a bunch of reasons why blockbuster movies failed that and specifically superhero blockbuster movies and there was a, a great great number of points in it um i don't you know so just not to throw everything whoa sorry whenever i bring up a white screen my camera goes nuclear maybe i should make this a nice beige background okay um the I'm not sure if you want to jump into that now, Jeffrey, or do you want to go through? Yeah, sure. I mean, like it's it's good to hear from Gunn again that nothing, which kind of ties into something later, which is that we're going to put things into production based on when we have a great script. Yeah, love to hear that. One of the things we keep on harping on, and we'll go through it in a lot of these projects, is writing. When the writing yeah. sucks, the movie sucks for the most part. Um, yeah. So to see that he's that he's reiterating that and hopefully holding to that is great, but it also gives us a clue as to some of the projects that he talked about um, that are being developed earlier. Yeah, because we have casting news. Yeah, for Supergirl. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Sure, we can jump right into that because think, it kind of ties in. Like uh, the casting news is just sort of come in as I was pulling this together. I mean, it was out last week who they picked for Supergirl. Um, yep. And again, Jeff and I thought that Calais, what the gal from Sasha Kelly, Sasha Kelly did a great job and uh, there would have been nothing wrong with taking her. We are, we're not saying that she didn't deliver, but this is who we ended up with. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, kind of, which is interesting because we do know there are some characters that are being held over, which, um, 
but I think the casting of Millie Alcock in the role of Supergirl is to to really get his vision of what he wants from the movie. Yes, I, um, I agree. Which which I think is why some of the characters that are being held over are being held over is because they were originally James Gunn's vision, like John Cena as Peacemaker and um, I'm drawing Waller. a blank on her name. Waller. Viola um, Davis. Thank you. Um, and like Sean he Gunn. Had, he had kind of initiated those castings and initiated those storylines and those characterizations. So I think that's why he's holding those over. Yeah. But and a lot of the other stuff is all getting... And I have a great way to illustrate that. Imagine anybody else being Peacemaker and see if it works. Or Amanda Waller. Or Amanda Waller, right? Well, Viola Davis, right? Like, how could you recast her? Well, I suppose you could, but man, she just nails it. The John Cena thing with Peacemaker, um, uh, I wasn't a fan of his really before that. You know, you could think there could be other people like maybe Dave Bautista could do it. Well, no. Uh, you know, maybe Jason Momoa. Well, no, he's already in, he's already Aquaman. Um, yeah. You know, what about Dwayne Johnson? Well, the, the Black Adam fiasco. I mean, it's a limited number of people who have a larger than life persona that can translate that to the screen. And and then you see him in the series and he plays the dumb goofball. Like, I think he knocks it yeah. out of the park. Anyway, uh, that's my two bits on Peacemaker and Wild Work. Um and on that note, there was news um, from Cena uh, on um, season two, and apparently yes. some scripts. Do you have that handy with you too? I uh, don't know exactly the news you're referring to. I just know that it is in production and yeah. should be released within the next year or two. No, not this year. There's next to nothing being released this year. Right. But, but going off of that news of the casting for Supergirl, And his tweet saying things are going into production earlier. I recall him saying that they wouldn't start casting without a script, which means they have a script for Supergirl, which means that could be one of the projects going into production later this year. Oh, you're a freaking genius. You need to get on threads and ask him that. Like, say, you said, no, you should do that because I don't think anybody's phrased it that way. You need to get on threads, dude. You got you got the you got the big IQ going on. Makes me happy. It makes them I want to shout. I'm just going to switch over to this uh, uh, graphic again for those of you. I'll, you know what? I'll see if I can put the graphic in the in the notes for the podcast as well. There was a uh, another one that I would seen, and it was it was giving more of a an exact timeline for the projects. It was a guess, but I'll see if I can pull it up. Um, going back to just a quick little thing, I do think Alan Richardson, Alan, what's his name? Alan Richson, the guy who plays Reacher, he yeah. could have played Peacemaker, but John Cena does a great job. That I don't, I don't think, think he's... I don't think he can. I don't think he has the same goofy side to him. We haven't seen any of that from him. Like Cena delivers on the goofy side of it, and to to he be does. to be to be able like you have to sell sell out when you're doing goofy, and oh, you got to go all the way, yeah. and you have to be able to be that clueless. And if you think about Reacher's eyes, he. I don't see how, I mean, I've been wrong about actors before not having a great range of characters in that, but um, I think Cena delivers to, really well on that. Um, he does, Absolutely. I don't. I don't know that Alan Richardson can do it, and I think that he would be a good Batman or or a villain. I think he could pull off being a villain. Yeah, but, he does have roots in DC. He did play Aquaman in Smallville, so. Oh, did you see the news about Smallville? Not Smallville, um... What's the other series that's out right now? Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois, scene four, uh, season four, greenlit. Is it, yeah, it's the last season though. Yeah, but at least it's greenlit. Yeah, it could it could I have mean, been. That's not nothing. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully, knowing it's the last season, they can wrap some stuff up. Gosh, I hope so. I mean, yeah. as we discussed previously in Bodies, the writer for Bodies wanted a complete arc in season one, um, so that if they didn't get renewed. People wouldn't go, well, another, you know, another disappointment because it's a multi-season thing. So uh, that's good. Um, And the the year being, you know, crap, basically, um, uh, there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, One of the articles that I read identified with a, I identified with a lot of the points in it. Um, Audiences won't put up 
with anytime you've got those quotes, just cut me off because, you know, we are rambling idiots here. Um, That's what we do. We do it well. Well, somebody has to because Lord knows nobody else is. Everybody else is organized. Um, Audiences won't accept cheap CGI. If you have focus groups and, and audiences that see it and tell you this effect that you think is so cool, you know, you're going to base the whole film about, uh, tell you they don't like it, maybe the real audiences won't like it. You know I'm, what's a great example of that? The Flash. Aside from The Flash? No, what? Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Explain. Oh, don't you remember Creepy Sonic? Yeah. When that trailer first dropped for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and he looked absolutely horrible. Yeah. And everybody was like, what on earth have you done? Yeah. And then they went and redid the whole movie. I did not know this at all. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. That first trailer dropped and Sonic looks creepy, man. He's like, it's they're they're going for some weird, realistic vibe. And he just looks terrifyingly creepy. And the Internet exploded. The Internet was like, no, like, I can't believe you missed the mark so hard on this. And then they went back and redid the whole movie and changed his look. And now he looks good. And the movie came out and everybody's like, yeah, that was actually a good movie. And it's a good thing you changed Sonic because otherwise this would have bombed because he would have looked terrible. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Well, I'm surprised it got through testings. I don't know if they test trailers, but they would have. I don't know the timeline on like, when do you have a trailer out and do test screenings? I think the trailer comes out way before you're doing test screenings because usually the trailer's out before the movie's even done. Yeah, usually three trailers. One that's out right around the first set of test screenings. Um, Wow. Did not know that. Yeah, hilarious. And now, um, where did I see him? Oh, Creepy Sonic showed up in some, I think he was in, was it Wreck-It Ralph 2? Oh, he might be. Maybe they're going to remember. Maybe they are they going to redo the scenes he's in? What do you mean? Well, if if it's creepy Sonic and that's not the new Sonic look. Well, no, it was it was meant as a joke. Oh, like the character in the like record Ralph was called creepy Sonic. Oh, my goodness. Brilliant. It became a meme. It was perfect. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, um, don't put up a movie uh, that's just a setup movie. Audiences right. don't want that. hundred yeah. percent. I was talking about um, Star Wars with a guy that I play soccer with, and we were talking about Ahsoka specifically. Yeah, and he, like, he's a total Star Wars guy. So he's he's read all the books. Well, he's watched Rebels. He's watched yeah. all the shows and everything. So he comes into Ahsoka, and he's like, this character of Sabine. Yeah. Has a whole backstory. Ahsoka, yeah. ha- they have this whole backstory together. Yeah. But if you've never read that or watched Rebels or yeah. know that, then you don't get the connections. And I'm like, that's fine. It's great that you're doing fan service to the fans who have watched it because that's cool. But the series needs to stand on its own. Correct. I thought and they covered that where, one. That's where the idea of good writing comes into play in my in my opinion so it's so did you think that they carried that off well i i haven't finished it um there was some scenes that especially in the beginning like the first episode or two where there's certain character aspects that aren't established yeah they're assumed yeah and there's opportunity to establish those character beats and those character relationships and they're dropped because I don't know. It's assumed. I th- I think they do a pretty good job of it, actually. Yeah. You know, there's the anyway. Um, we can talk about that another day. Uh, sure. Multiverse stories are hit or miss, and I and I goes into what we've been pounding home. You know, since day one here on the Armchair Cinephiles, sponsored by Figurative Speaking Minis. She built the biggest badass koi dragon. I've mentioned that. I'll stop talking about it. Um, they're hit or miss. Um, and you can, you can see that, you know, it, it's just the way it is. Like, if you look at what's going on in the, in the universe, they either hit or miss and part and parcel yep. with that is fans don't want to do homework. Yes. Um, Marvel's is probably the best example of that. And Marvel's, I want to point out meets, meets the definition of, of what a blockbuster is, which is twice the budget. So it exceeds twice its budget by 60 million or something. But the reason is the the multiplier I heard. 
Okay, I was just going off that numbers site, which is a cool site. Um, yes, I'm pulling it up. It's a good reference. Yeah, I, I heard 2.5 times your budget is break-even point. Oh, that's where the yeah. word blockbuster, I guess, came in. The thing about Marvels, though, is many people thought it was a good like critics thought it was a good movie. The reason it got flagged as a failure in some people's opinion was because Captain Marvel pulled in over a billion whenever it yes. came out. And so that was the, that was the bar they were aiming for as opposed to running that. So I don't know that it's a fair, um, fair com comparison. Um, the other thing that this article brought up that I thought was brilliant is deal with your ghosts, deal with the ghosts in your closet. I don't think that the DCU did. I don't think that the studio did a good job handling Ezra Miller um, no. and his situation. And they knew it well in advance and they let yep. it, they let it pull, pull down the movie. Um, there's a lot of issues there, but they certainly didn't make any attempt to uh, deal with it. And then on the other side in the other, you know, in the Marvel universe, uh, we've got the John major issues which occurred after filming was done, but that doesn't mean it can't be done. And that's referring to the um, quantum mania, uh, yep. you know, movie, which was, you know, yep. difficult. And this part two of that is with the marketing um, part of that is the article pointed out that um, they didn't sell uh, quantum mania with some of the, like they could have done a trailer that was about the comic relief within it and the humor that was in it. It was all so serious and dark. And I think that there's, oh, you're looking at me like I'm totally missing this point. No, I'm agreeing. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so you would, yeah. Uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania, and Shazam, like they're poorly, poorly advertised. Yeah. The other thing about, good you brought up Shazam, right? Is because part of Shazam was, it, um, what's his name? Zachary, Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi thought they should have sold it more as a family film. And they didn't take that approach at all. Which, they barely sold it. I don't even know if they gave it a decent budget. So nope. that's another one. Um, and I think for that movie and, well, the, the three DC movies that we saw this year, uh, well, I guess there's four, but um, Shazam, The Flash, and Aquaman, mm -hmm. and even Blue Beetle, I would argue, like they weren't, I, I don't think the studio, because the studio was going through like some serious financial issues, yeah, they didn't want to pump money into movies that were part of a dying universe. That logic doesn't make any sense to me in hindsight. At the time, it did make sense, but now it doesn't make sense. Why not try to get the most of what you can release? You know, like, um, like, yeah, like the term "putting good money up, uh, following bad money" comes to mind. Like, if if they knew that the Flash was not going to be as good as they wanted it to be and they knew that it was not going to lead to what they wanted it to lead they wanted it to lead to yeah um then instead of dumping more money into it i think they just kind of let it die yeah you're right i yeah i can just see that you know wouldn't you have allocated I, in my world i would have allocated the funds for okay this movie is going to go ahead we need a marketing budget of x you know, the production cost is this, we needed that. And then maybe they did do that and then they just cancel it. I I don't know. The other I thing mean, is the fact that they just straight up canceled Batgirl and the fact that they were looking at so many, like that to me is a huge indicator of we've got money tr problems. We got to cut where we can. And I think the budgeting, the budget for the advertising on the, the four movies suffered. Yeah. Yeah. The Batgirl. Thing I, I forgot the other thing especially that, like sorry to jump in again but like especially with the flash and the budget that it had already yeah right like let me see if i can find it real quick but it was if it was as high as they were talking about 265 like how, how much more money are you going to put out into this thing well if you're Zack snyder you just dump more into it yeah he would yeah um, i'm seeing 200 million for the 200 flash. million sorry i was just guessing um yeah, yeah. And the, the other thing this article brought out, and this sort of ties into an article I'm reading in the, you know, in my personal life about pessimism, um, there are some great superhero movies out there, one of which is The Boys. Like, 
kick ass. It's a superhero. It's superheroes, baby. You can't say it's not. I mean, it might be about other things, but it's still a superheroes movie. And then um, oh, Invincible, yeah. in the animated series Invincible, which is like pfft, amazing. So um, that that's crazy. I I think we maybe should move on. The universe has been reset. You know, we've got a good palate cleanser, you know, thrown away. You know, body sort of cleaned us up after that. Let's talk about um, the 10 properties in the middle of the screen for the YouTube people. Um, and I'm just going to move it move it back of course so now you can't see it so i'll put it back in where do you want to stay where do you want to start with um let's go creature commandos it's one of the ones we know the most about we know there's going to be seven episodes gun confirms that he wrote all seven episodes and he did the principal voice direction for all of the principal actors it's a lot of principals well we're hoping that he has principals um so that that was there sean gunn is reported as saying that uh it will be out in in the fall whereas james gunn is saying end of the year so last quarter as opposed yeah, later to this year is what i see late this year right so yeah. uh i don't think it's going to make the fall deadline i think it's going to be it'll be closer to christmas 100 percent. yeah yeah i just don't see how they could get it i don't know well here's another um tweet that he had i think yeah, recently because it was it's he says one year ago today, yeah. so on the anniversary of his announcement, Peter Safran and I introduced our DC slate for the first time. Thanks to all of you for the support you've given us throughout the year. Today, Superman Legacy is about to start production. Yeah, episodes of Creature Commandos are being finished that will release later this year, and at least two more projects are gearing up to go in the next couple of months. Amazing scripts keep coming in. Incredible talent are being attached to new projects planned and unplanned. So that's four projects that are in production this year. One of which is Superman Legacy, which we knew. The yeah. other which is Creature Commanders, which we knew. The third, I would bet money on that it's Supergirl. Because of the casting thing you called because out. Of I think the that's thing. Yeah. And then so we have a fourth, which based on that, I would guess is either Waller or Peacemaker season two. Yeah. I can see how it could be either one. Um, I don't think it's Booster Gold. I don't think it's Lanterns. It might be the Authority, and the reason the the reason I'm going to say it might be the Authority is the Authority is sort of the only one in the initial lineup that gives that gives them a um, like a gang of Avenger esque type heroes. Not that Creature Commandos isn't a gang and everything, but the Authority superheroes are you know world ending type superheroes so not only that we have one of the um characters of the authority in superman legacy who the character's name is the engineer She's the engineers in legacy because we know that the um villain for supergirl is in creature commandos do we yeah and it's they've cast her already she's going to be Man, I gotta start. I gotta get a place where I can put all of this stuff down. Yeah, where did you see that? Uh, you talk for a while. I'll go find it. Right. Um, the other thing of note from James Gunn was he congratulated the VFX team on their Oscar nominations and said that he was going to bring almost all of his all of his VFX team from um, Guardians of the Galaxy three to Superman Legacy. Which is exciting because the the VFX in Guardians was great. Yeah, and it shows the level that he's after. Yeah. Anya, um, Anya, C H A L O T R A, Anya Chalorta yeah. will play the character Cersei, as confirmed oh. by J James Gunn. Major Wonder Woman cast villain casting, and that was on Screen Rant. Uh, Major, yeah, the Creature Commandos TV show, the first project in the DC universe, will feature a major Wonder Woman villain. Uh, release date's not out yet. Uh, Anya Chalarta will play the character Cersei in the show, as confirmed by James Gunn. Yeah, that's how, that doesn't tie it to Supergirl, though. It yeah, he do, he does in in the tweet. I'll find the tweet for you. She's she's a villain. She's not a regular in Creature Commandos. Um, but she is the major villain. 
DC Studio boss James Gunn gives a new Creature Commandos update and confirms a major Wonder Woman villain will be featured in the DC Universe TV show. Now, Wonder Woman, not Supergirl. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, sorry, I got all excited Which, again. That could tie into um, Paradise, Paradise Lost. Lost, but Paradise Lost, I, Paradise Lost. What we got from them was like a political intrigue, Games of Thrones type thing for Paradise Lost that takes place way before Diana. So I don't know how you have a, like there's a, unless they're time skipping like Loki. Not necessarily time skipping, but more of an ageless God type of Oh, thing. right. Cause Cersei is. Guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's Creature Commandos. Waller, we've heard, we know Viola Davis is Waller, but we've heard nothing about production stuff. Superman Legacy He's been even throwing, Gunn's been shooting up uh, pictures on threads and on Instagram of them scouting locations. And this, the location scouts are detailed. The reason I said, and that's my opinion, but the reason I say that is that it's a busload of people going. So that's your VFX guy, that's your director, Gunn, your, you know, your production assist, all of those key people going to check out the set. Like they're not, it's, they'll be doing it. Lanterns, we've heard rumors about Nathan Fillion. Um, doing something in Lanterns. He's confirmed as being in Legacy. Yeah, but as a Green Lantern. Yeah. So does that, maybe the script is the Lantern script. There were two projects. Maybe one is Lanterns and the other one, sorry, is uh, Supergirl. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would bet lunch on Supergirl being one of the projects, right? Legacy, Commandos, Supergirl, and then it's just the fourth. Yeah. So then we have the Authority. Uh, we sort of touched on that. Paradise Lost, we touched on. Um, we have a, an unnamed, well, the Batman in, Batman that's going to be in Gods and Monsters, but I believe that's animated. The Brave um, and the Bold, oh, sorry, the Brave and the Bold, and that's going to introduce the Robin of Damien. Yeah, Damien Wayne. Damien Wayne, which will be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I believe that's live action. Yeah, it is. You're correct. Yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have Swamp Thing. Maybe the script they got was for Swamp Thing. Um, when's the I last? Mean, when's the last time we had a good horror script? A good horror script out of either Marvel or DC, and maybe somebody. Uh, I don't know. I, I, like an R-rated horror, because that's pretty much what yeah. they said. So. Yeah. And for all we know, it could be anything on this list because in his other tweet that I mentioned, he said things shuffled around and some projects are going earlier so yeah i mean it's wide open it could be swamp thing and there's no reason to believe it shouldn't be because i don't think he ever gave a timeline on these projects i, I thought his implication about swamp thing was that it would be the, the movie that closed out the first chapter yeah he might have i just can't remember it's so long ago it's like a year you know it's almost a year ago yeah okay more exciting news though anything else you want to touch on in Chapter one, gods and monsters, um, take your time. Cause I know we've sort of blasted through them pretty fast. Um, strictly within the DCU or touching on Elseworlds stuff. No, let's, I, if there's nothing else there, I'd like to move on to Elseworlds. Sure. I'm going to have, I'm going to have to start saying Elseworlds because that's the official name and blah, blah, blah. Um, so we, oh, where did I, did I, in that document I sent you, did they have, did I have a release date for Joker uh oh yeah Anticipate yeah so anticipated releases for this year yeah i believe it comes out this year yeah it comes out near the end of the year so we've got um a bunch of them i'm one of the anticipated releases for me is argyle it's already out as of this time of the recording the white the reason i find it interesting is i'm a big big henry cavill fan so that's good and then later in it's the, good have you seen it i haven't seen it but i've heard it's good the second thing it's, is it's very that, Matthew Vaughn, but it's good. This, which is fine, because he did Kingsman, right? Yeah. So if you liked Kingsman, I think you'll like Argo. And then the second thing is, is that Henry Cavill has a second movie coming out this year, which looks great. Uh, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Combat, which is a Guy Ritchie movie, which I think everybody who likes Guy Ritchie will attend at least several times. Yeah. Um, two very stylistic directors. Yeah, and who can knock things out of the park as yeah. well. Um, other blockbusters this year, Madam Web. I don't, I, I know I should know who that is and what the, 
what it's about, but I feel clueless. You know, I'm hoping, you know, I, yeah, do. I don't know much about Madam Web. The little bit I do know of her is from like the Spider-Man animated series yeah. that I watched growing up. And she's a bit of a outside of time, I think. Yeah, it's the tie-in. It's the tie-in to um, Spider-Man across the multiverse kind of thing. Is my understanding. I'm really curious to see like all these movies that keep coming from Sony that are like Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man. Um, it's just it's entertainment for me to see if they can accomplish what they're trying to do, which is make a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man, right? Yeah, and like. Venom had some some entertainment value. Venom two was not as good as I hoped it was going to be. Venom Morbius three is was... out this year. Is it really? Yeah, twenty twenty four is the release year for it. Great. I mean, I'm all for entertainment. So let's let's go for a ride. <laughs> let's go for a ride. Um, Dune part two. Um, they've greenlit uh, Dune three, which is God Emperor Dune. I don't know why they didn't call Dune part two Children of Dune, but as at to follow the books, but that's a Denny Villeneuve project. We talk about it's that later. Greenlit Dune three. Yeah. It's greenlit. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And that will be the last one that Villeneuve does. He's, he's already said okay. that. So, okay. which is great. The second one was going to be the end. Um, you haven't read the books, right? No. Okay. Then that's all I'm going to say. Um, I don't know if you watched ghostbusters afterlife. I did. I thought it was a good movie. What did you think? Uh, okay, at best, I think it fell prey to the um, what is it, the Force Awakens syndrome, where uh, yeah. it was borderline remake of the original Ghostbusters. It had a lot of fan service for nostalgia's sake, and was like, we're gonna sell this movie on nostalgia with uh, you know, decent injection of Paul Rudd, and yeah, I think it could have been better. I think the writing was eh? lazy. Ooh. Ooh. Because so, plot-wise, right? Yeah. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire comes out this year, and it's a new villain. Yeah, which, like, Sound. I'm excited because I like Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. It's it's fun to watch. But um, what I'm more excited okay. about, Godzilla and Kong. Yeah. Together. Yeah. I watched a trailer recently, and they, they set it up like they're going to fight, but they're not going to fight. They're not. No, they're on the same team. The Kaiju Kings are going to go crush some baddie. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, think those of- movies are like, they're right there with Fast and Furious in terms of like, you just, if you understand what you're going in for, yeah. which is two giant monsters destroying shit, yeah. you get some a good level of destruction porn in there. Yeah. And then you're going to have a good time. You are. Hands down. Hands yep. down. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, what else we got? We got kingdom of the planet of the apes being released this year as well. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. Okay. Then I won't say anything. Uh, something that your uh, significant other will be excited about is ballerina. The first John wick spinoff. Second. Second. My apologies. Deadpool three. Where we all learn to where we all learn to swear. We all learn to swear again. And another movie you should be excited about. Borderlands. Very excited about that one. So one of the things that I was been reading about this week is how this might be the end of the superhero movie and a, um, movie dominance, and it might be the turn to video game dominance. Because you know Whoa. what other movies in development right now? Breath. Breath of the Wild. Oh, that's right. Zelda. Ze- Zelda. Yeah, they're making a Zelda movie, and Mario did great. Mario was amazing. Like Last of Us. The Last of Us. Sonic. 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 Yeah. Jim Carrey is so good. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. Maybe um, we should do it. We should talk about Sonic and, uh, you know. Um, so on that's the, great. On the note of Borderlands. Yeah. I happen to be on a certain cruise ship with a certain somebody who mentioned no. that he worked with a certain no. group of people. And I'm just finding this out now. I, I guess so. <laughs> We're talking after this, buddy. <laughs> You're not going he anywhere. Just, he mentioned he saw some stuff and he said it looks great. So the and thing that I'm excited about Borderlands is it's a new script in the Borderland universe. Okay. So it's not like you're not going to you're going to see the familiar characters that you see within Borderlands, but it's an it's a it's a fresh script. There's Do we a, have any casting? 
confirmations? I, didn't, I didn't hear any casting confirmations as of yet. The only piece of inf the most recent piece of information that I have is that um, they're going to be um, making it an original script. Like it, it won't be the video game transposed onto there. Where you know, The Last of Us had a lot of the same elements that were in the video game. Uh, Borderlands won't. And if you've played the video games, it makes perfect sense uh, to me, at hmm. least. I'm seeing some things that worry me, but we'll see. I guess. What were the things that worried you? Look who's producing. Well, one thing that I'm 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 all for is Jack Black as Claptrap. That's well, uh, yeah. I mean, did anything that. did anything instantly cast itself? Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Did, did but you? Kevin Hart as Roland is a bad casting, and I I usually like Kevin Hart. Well, I usually refrain from saying that, right? Because yeah. You never How know. How many times? Have, you never know, right? So, but that is just not the direction I thought they would take. Uh oh. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We're supposed to I get will an, reserve judgment. We're supposed to get an untitled Alien movie this year. Yes. So, and I haven't seen anything new on it. We get Craven the Hunter uh, near the end of the year. We get Joker for les deux and Venom three, and then closing out the year, we get Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Which is, yeah. you know, that's what the release schedule is. I'd say it's pretty light. Um, in there as well, this is just movies, by the way, everybody. It is not include, like, series things at all. So I know that we're getting Andor Season 2 is in shooting, and Skullsguard is happy about it. Um, it was mentioned this week in Variety, which is pretty reputable in my mind. Um, Andor Season 2? You betcha, babe. Oh, baby. Yeah. Sign me up for that. Yep. Um, so I think we'll have enough to carry us through, but I think it's going to be like, um, what's the word you're going to, we're going to have to ration our excitement because there's not, yeah. I, not, you know, it's, I think it's going to be streaming services that carry us through this year with what's going on. Uh, Jeffrey, I have to step away for a second. Um, yeah. I need you to carry the show by yourself. Oh boy. All yeah. right. So talk more about what you're most excited about. Okay. Yeah, I mean the across Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse I think is something to look forward to. The the second one into the Spider-Verse was was great. It was a fun ride. Venom 3 again, it's going to be it's going to be a fun ride. Crave of the Hunter, you get another addition to the Spider-Man movie that doesn't have Spider-Man. I got to think of a better term for that, but it'll be fun to watch and see whether or not it's Morbius level or if it's like Venom 1 level which was half decent. Um, I got to look into this Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes a little bit more. Ballerina, John Wick spinoff. I mean, John Wick is, it's just a good ride. This was another conversation I was having with my soccer buddy was there's, there's an efficiency to John Wick. And when you watch that movie, the first time I remember thinking this was when I watched Taken. You have Liam Neeson's character getting chased by some dudes and he runs through a door into a room, stops, turns around, hides behind the door, and then just shoots the dude when he comes through the door. Which I find is like, how many times do you watch a, a action movie or movie in general? And you're like, why doesn't he just do this? And then he'll just easily kill the dude. And in Taken, that's what Liam Neeson does. He's getting chased by the dude, runs through the door, stops, hides behind the door, pops cap in the dude. Dude's yeah. dead. Simple solution. That's why I like John Wick. He's just no nonsense. You know, he's double tapping everybody. He runs out of bullets. He picks up the gun of the guy you just killed. You loot the body. It's what you do. Yes. And it's a lot of no nonsense, like logical thinking type of stuff. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited for um, the John Wick sp spinoff. Hopefully they stay true to that and it doesn't go any more fantastical but yeah i watched the first episode of reacher i liked it it's very similar to this which kind of which season season one i haven't seen any of it okay so i was recommended it um as being somewhat in line with that john wick type of you know characterization uh, it and is like, no nonsense get the job done yeah S just so you know season two is much different than season one which and is what my friend had told me. Yeah. And season three is supposed to be doing the best Reacher book. They're going to do the best Reacher book. What the fans consider the best Reacher book for season three. So season okay. two, 
season one and season two are, are much different. Um, I'll be very curious to see what, see what you think. Cause I've watched all of season one. I'm partway through season uh, two and I will probably, uh, probably finish it. Um, there's some, yeah, there's a, yeah. I've just, and that's kind of, I get a similar vibe from like peacemaker, right? Like it's, yeah. it's somewhat John wick mixed with superheroes. So while it is fantastical in that sense, just his approach to like the way he gets shit done is double tap, make sure he's dead, pick up the gun, get the job done, do whatever it takes for peace. Yeah. Peace, justice, you know, eagerly. I mean, good Lord. Um, yeah, but also the, su- in there. the supporting characters in that though, um, in my opinion, I'm just going to circle back slightly and bring gun in here. Um, the way they are written stays true to the comic book, I believe, right? Which is which is huge in my mind. It is. Yeah. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing. Now, if he does the same thing with Creature Commandos, then I'm immediately going to go out and buy that comic book that we need to get, that I need to get, which is the yep. the the Brave and the Bold one, I believe, because they reprinted. Yeah, I, Sorry. I think we're, we're in an era of of being more uh, source material accurate, right? We see it in, in the Mario movie. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's straight up Mario, right? Yeah. You get the, the sounds, the music, the, the level design, the, you know, all the rest of it. The last of us, another great example. Yeah. It's like I said, when we reviewed that you, there's a whole large amount of people who've played the game and love the game and want to see that on screen. And what do they do? They take the game and they put it on screen. And then for all the people who have played the game, they're like, perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. And for all the people who haven't played the game, it's like, wow, this is a really cool story. And then everybody who played the game is like, yeah, I know. Isn't it awesome? And they and they write to the universe they're in, right? Because And that's best illustrated by Bill and Frank. Have well, you, like, did you watch, did you watch his acceptance <laughs> speech? Okay, I don't know which acceptance speech you're talking about. Is it the Chris Nolan one? No. 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 Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson's acceptance speech. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, I forgot what I was going to say now. You distracted me with Bill and Frank. Oh, yeah. A long time ago, I read the phrase that when you're taking a comic book and you make a movie about it, it's an adaptation. And you have to accept the fact that it's an adaptation because you would copy and paste all those frames onto a movie. There's certain things that wouldn't translate. And so it's the job of the director and the people who are making the movie to adapt it for the screen. Yes. That doesn't mean change everything. Yes. That means make it into a good movie. And with Last of Us, I think they made the right decision in making it a series and not a movie. Correct. And so that is... And I'm hoping that... Sorry. Yeah, that's a, that's an adaptation decision, right? Yes. And along with the rest of it, they also decided to alter the Bill and Frank story a bit and adapt it for the screen in that way, which you know may or may not have other um, decisions filtered in there. But when you make uh, when you have the source material and the source material is good, use the source material uh, and adapt yeah. it for the screen. Yes. Which which is why I think accounts, Border- I think Borderlands will. Because they're going to adapt it, it's going to work good. But if yes. you're, but for awards, if there is no source material and someone writes a script, it's an original screenplay, aka Barbie. Yeah. How can you yep. call it adapted from source material? Have you even watched the movie? Like whoever put it in that category clearly hasn't watched the movie. Because and I mean maybe they didn't. Okay, you you win. Um, I sent you. I, I, I'm going to talk for a while while you watch his acceptance speech. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, because, you know, I think I asked you to do that like 18 episodes ago. Oh, you no, because the Emmy wasn't out yet, though. So the Emmy was only out a couple of times ago. So um, for those of you that are on the podcast, uh, Jeff is listening to Ron Swanson's Emmy acceptance speech for the last of where us. Did, where did you send it to? I've. I put it into um, WhatsApp. Oh, and it's also in the chat for uh, the the Twitch stream as well. 
Um, right now, we've reviewed most of the movies. We haven't got into additional directors yet in the extended Elsewhere universe. Um, of those, the one that I am the most excited to see, and there's there's two, and I, I'm going to put them in this order. I, the Batman Part 2 with Robert Pattinson, uh, hands down, I'm excited about. Um, I think it's it's great. But the other one that's got me jumping up and down is Teen Titans Go!, and I, I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm not sure who they're going to get to do it. I'm not even sure if it's a movie or if it's a series or what it is. But I'm excited for that because I watched the crap out of Teen Titans go. It was absolutely amazing to me. Um, of the 10 movies that we heard about, the one that I think has me the most intrigued um, because I know the least about it is The Authority. And... Um, uh, it's just, it's so fascinating to me that in that universe, they have such a powerful group of superheroes that just sort of come in and do things. Like the ability to control a whole city is absolutely insane to me. Insane to me, definitely. Uh, the one that caught me by surprise that I think I'm going to end up liking the most is Booster Gold. Um now that I've learned a little more about Booster Gold and the era it's from and all that sort of thing, I am pretty sure that that is going to be the one that I um, that I like the most. But right now, the one that's sort of got the most mystery around it, and I'm not sure how they're going to do it, given the powers related to the superheroes, is the authority. The other ones sort of fall into place for me. Um, you know, a lot's going to depend on scripts, but that's okay. But it's also going to depend on directors because if they're gonna if gun and saffron's goal is to have good scripts gun can't direct everything nor should he i don't think he's good at everything um that's a separate discussion to have but they need to bring in directors into something that may be already cast that may be already written and while that used to be the style of things more and more the superstar directors get to write their own script and direct it um, and then they bring in who they want to work with for that particular thing, a particular project. Um, most notably, we're, I'm talking here about Chris Nolan, uh, Danny Villeneuve, uh, Zack Snyder. Um, they all they, they all warrant that. Um, the problem with Zack Snyder is I think that he, in particular, works best on a limited budget, on a limited timeline. Um, I don't know that I'm a fan of his, you know, director's cut of things. I think that when he's when he is corralled. He does his best work, uh, and that's just that's just my opinion. Um, Villeneuve's next project is he's he's got something else ready to go after Dune. I don't know what it is, but there's all sorts of things talking about Villeneuve's next picture, you know next uh, case. The other thing that's um, floating around and no one's really denied it is uh, Chris Nolan doing the next James Bond, which might be absolutely amazing. Jeffrey, have you finished? Yeah. It was difficult to listen to both you and the speech at the same oh, time, but okay. I think I got the gist of it. Okay, you'll listen to it later then. Okay, the, for those of you that haven't watched that uh, Emmy speech, it's in the chat. But first of all, I was shocked by the lack of mustache. I don't know if anybody else was. Throws you off a little bit when Ron Swanson doesn't have a mustache. Yes, yes, it does. Um, so let's move now into the extended universe in greater detail. Um, I've sort of captured the two that I'm looking forward to the most, which is uh, the Batman part two and yep. Teen Titans go. Um, yes. Uh, it's, they haven't cast. Uh, yeah. There is no Batman currently scheduled for the, the, the gun Saffron universe. So the Batman here is Matt Reeves, uh, Robert Pattinson. Um, if it, it'll be interesting to see what, how, Matt Reeves, now that he's got the second movie, uh, evolves, evolves it. And now that Pattinson and him have worked together in greater detail, where that goes. Yeah, I'd really like to see, um, like, full-on Batman. I don't right? know what like that means. The, like, well, like, in so the first one, he, he has been Batman for two years, I think. So it's kind of like an early Batman. It's similar to Batman Begins. He's just getting started. You know, you can see it in his cowl. It's like pieced together. Um, I'd really like to see Matt Reeves take on 
just full out this is this is batman you know whatever villain shows up or if it's multiples that they're um it's tough it's tough for in his universe to go as fantastical as some of the villains are uh a mr freeze villain would be really interesting to see in the hands of matt reeves um because i think he could he could walk that line really well um it would be it would be i think i don't know joker would be i think i don't know i'm tired of joker as the only villain we get to see exactly right it would be kind of a waste for lack of a better term because like if and and we've seen riddler and we've seen two-face right uh, so yes two-face in the dark knight trilogy not in matt reeves Yeah. yeah so the one that came up that thought they thought would be good i think was clayface that the name right there was some rumors about clayface and And uh, that would be super interesting because that is definitely fantastical and it's also in matt reeves i think that his strengths as a director and writer um lead into doing clayface because it becomes it becomes you know who is clayface Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. there's i think it's a I i think it's something that could be interesting i'm and it's not one of the stock you know, villains. I mean, there, there right. are, there are gazillion villains oh, in, yeah. in the DCU, like use a couple of them. It's like, why do you only see three planets in the first star Wars series or whatever? You know, like there's, come yeah. on. Why do we keep returning to Tatooine? And well, yeah. yeah, it's goofy. I mean, Ahsoka, Ashoka yeah. did more than that easily in one season. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Batman I'm excited for, I don't think there will be a third. No, they've, st- they've said it's two. My understanding is, is there's two. And what that doesn't mean he's not going to direct more for the DCU, right. but somebody else might write the script. Because I, I think that him and I think this came out of a discussion with Gunn and Saffron uh, on there on, when in one of the threads on Twitter or X or Z or Y or Face Hate, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, you know, he might direct, but you might, you know, maybe he. What might be really cool is to have Gunn write something and Reeves direct it. Because that sort of frees up Gunn to be, you know, do, do more of the overlooking and guiding things, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, that's that's very, very interesting to me. The other ones on that, the Joker, the DCEU Jokers. And then there's a Superman in there, which I don't recall who's doing that or what that is. That's is that J.J. Abrams Superman? Yeah, which is still on the books apparently. So the the quote that I saw, which I think you sent me, was that it's still in development, which to me doesn't say a whole lot because, as far as I know, studios can have a bunch of stuff that they label in development, and it it doesn't necessarily always go somewhere. So for James Gunn to tweet out and respond to somebody and say, "Yes, it's still in development." It's like, you know, that could mean that the contract that they had signed with J.J. Abrams hasn't expired. So on the books or technically it's still in development, but whether or not it'll ever see the light of day is a whole different thing. Who knows what projects J.J. Abrams has in the pipe right now? Who knows if there's a script or if it was just an idea that was presented to him and he agreed to, and it's never going to see the light of day. I mean, especially with this whole, you know, clear path that, James Gunn and Saffron have, I I still don't think that movie's going to make it. Okay. So on our prediction scale, which I still need to get a bottom crawl on, um, I, I can agree with that. I think the J.J. Abrams Superman movie will get squashed and it will get squashed. It, it My guess is it's going to get squashed quietly after Superman Legacy comes out and blows up all sorts of box office records. Yeah, yeah I agree. If, if Superman Legacy fails, though, I think that I think that that we they look to J.J. Abrams to be as the reboot king to come and save them. So maybe they. Oh man. Well, if what happens if? I don't know what happens. That's a great question. Like because Flash, the greatest superhero movie ever made. Oh man, that one still pains me. Um, Yeah. Because okay, so Superman Legacy comes out next year, twenty twenty five. So does Batman too. So does the Batman too. Yeah. Um, but if, if Superman legacy comes out next year, we have creature commandos will be out. Yeah. 
Legacy will be out with two other projects deep in production. If not done for 2025. Like if not done for 2025. You can't tell me that you can't tell me that the board of directors isn't going, okay, we took this hit for the year and we had the writer strike, but we've got two things coming out. Two two things. Oh, I think they might be okay with that. Well, there is one of the article one of the millions of articles I read uh, talked about how the major studios are stopping back are stepping back from multiple releases of blockbuster budget type movies. Yeah. You know, which so, I think they need to. Well, yeah, cuz they they haven't I mean as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you know, there's a bunch of things that just didn't make it and it's yep. it's it's not and it's not financially viable. The, the numbers aren't there. There's yeah. not enough people going to the theaters that many times. And that was one of the things that the uh, one of the articles I brought up is the studios right now have no strategy, no strategy at all for dealing with streaming. So not only do you are there series that are just streamed at home, Creature Commandos will be streamed at home, but the big yep. blockbuster releases, there's a whole group of people that are going, oh, wait till it comes out on a streaming platform. Yes. And they don't have... They don't have a strategy for how to deal that to put bums in the seats for the theater releases. Yep. So. Yep. I, and there was, uh, do you ever watch Hot Ones? No. The interview show where they eat hot wings? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Matt Damon was on there. Yes. And he did a great breakdown of the economics of movies. What? And how it's changed. Yeah. So he was talking about like back in the day when they made like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, it's the Dark Ages. Yeah. I okay. Mean, continue. E- eons ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was the economics of a movie were totally different because you could make a movie for a l- much lower budget, knowing that the DVD or VHS sales were coming up behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now we don't have those. People aren't running out to buy buy a Blu-ray or even rent them. Right. It goes to a streaming service. And so this whole subset of movies that cost, you know, 10 to 50 to maybe a hundred million dollars don't make sense economically because there's not that back pay of the DVD sales. And so you're right. Like they need to figure that out because you can't continue to make all the blockbusters with 200, $250 million and have them flop. And then also not make a ten to a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, like that's a huge gap. Yes, in availability of content. And so, I, yeah, they they got to figure out the streaming. They got to figure out the streaming, or maybe they don't release to theaters. Straight to streaming. Well, I mean, what's gonna what's the difference going to be in a in three years time when you know seventy inch TVs with eight K resolution are the standard in movie watchers homes won't be the standard in my home unless I win the lottery, which I'd have to buy tickets for, which I haven't done, but you know, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that YouTube's back end is geared to 8k. I know that the sports franchises are building 8k trucks to be able to broadcast okay. sporting events in 8k, yep. which is like, oh, 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 okay. And which is, I mean, the bandwidth to stream that is off the hook. You know, a number of people yeah. have done the done the math and checked out, well, what am I actually getting from Netflix on a streaming rate? And it's 720p, people. When you're paying for 4K. When you're paying for 4K. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So. Not for all of them, but for some of them, for sure. I would guess, and this is a completely uneducated guess, that there might be a market for less blockbusters in the theaters. So you have, instead of you know, eight to 12 or however many friggin' movies. What was it? Nine that Disney put out last year to theaters. It was crazy. It was some crazy amount and they were all, you know, super high budget. So instead of going that high, you go down maybe to two or three big budget movies in the theaters. Yeah. And then on your streaming service, exclusive to your streaming service, you have the 10 to hundred million dollar movie. But and then, you draw in subscribers with the exclusivity. Yeah, I, I buy that. But what about the blockbuster? This still doesn't solve the blockbuster. The second thing that's tied to this is everybody used to have a, a movie collection. 
or an LP collection. And now with everything on a streaming service, we no longer have that. Nope. So 20 years from now, when I want to go back and watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yep. So, and that's that's a whole different discussion. Physical it is. media. Yep. Oh, yeah. There is no longer physical media. And what are we going to do about it? And that sort of thing. Yep. Um, you will yeah. own nothing and you will be happy. You own nothing and you'll be. Well, yeah. But, you know, that's true, though. If you own nothing, you will be happy. Talk to any Buddhist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything else you want to wrap up with? We've been going for about an hour, which is normally our length there, Jeff. Uh, yep. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Lots of exciting news, lots of lots of stuff in the churn, but the proof's yep. in the pudding, which sounds like we have to wait to the earliest is fall for the DCU. Yep. So yep. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's exciting. I I love I love all the casting so far for Superman Legacy, even Creature Commandos. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the house of the dragons so i don't have a reference for the supergirl casting she's in that apparently and really good yes she is um so i don't know but uh yeah the casting i mean james gunn is good at casting okay you want to hear i have a dark horse prediction for you okay henry cavill <laughs> argyle henry cavill the legion of ungentlemanly combat or whatever it's called is coming out henry yeah. cavill 40k universe yeah i think that gun has has got something for him now the the rumor's been that he would be a perfect captain britain oh you know what james gun uh, teased was captain adam i don't know captain adam at all captain well see this is classic james gun he loves these you know that 80s era yeah yeah yeah, so who's captain adam captain adam he's like he's an atomic reaction that like is constantly going off in his body. I yeah. think again, yeah. I don't know much of him either. Okay. But I know he was in, uh, I know a guy like that animated, we can go. The story, the he's animated in, series, like the justice league animated series. Yeah. Just league and just league unlimited. He's in there a bunch. I know that, hmm. but gun likes to do that. He likes to tease. Sorry. My phone's like, exploding, exploding. Okay. I can ignore it. Exploding. Like he posted a picture of, uh, the justice league international. Right? It's, mm. it's and a plastic man. He he tweeted out a plastic man. Henry Cavill is not so, a plastic man. Let's be clear. No, no, that would be not. No, I'm Johnny saying, Knoxville is plastic man. Yes. Uh, how can how can we argue with that cast? Um, but we have another a whole another subset of movies and uh, universes that are in development to come to screen. And you can bet your bottom dollar that every video game franchise that is owned by a larger group has said, I want the next, the last of us. Yep. So what, do, what big dystopian things out there? Like, is somebody going to do an Assassin's Creed? I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's trying to make that happen like, again. Again, Chris Pine has said that there's a high probability of a uh, Dungeons and Dragons too. Good. Which good. I, that movie was fun. It was and fun they, and it was in that hundred, you know, that hundred million yeah. or whatever. So I have, I'm going to put out there too. The second, the theory I have is any movie that's over 200 million is probably not going to be a great movie. I'm not saying it's a flop, but I'm going to say it's probably not a great movie. Not a good movie or won't do numbers. Not a good movie. I don't care about the numbers. I'm interested okay. in good movies, right? Like one of my favorite movies of all time is my dinner with Andre, which is, basically a two-hander um of I people still have to watch that yeah well i will be curious at your reaction to it because it's two people talking over dinner about theater yeah i know and when i think it was my brother told me about this movie i'm like i have to watch this movie which brother andrew uh, doug doug liked my dinner with andre i don't know that he liked it but he recommended it to me because my recent complaint was um, either poor dialogue or too many cuts during dialogue. Like it was like the, the scene, the length of a, of a shot, somebody mapped this out. There was a good YouTube video on it. The, the length of a shot has gone down to like less than three seconds. Yeah. That's what happened with news articles as well, which is why we're in a universe of TikTokers. Yeah. And, spins and, I was like, and, and YouTube shorts. Me insane. Yeah. You trying to like, get well, my blood pressure watch. up by talking about this? <laughs> No, he's like, you should watch my dinner with Andre because it's two hours of two dudes just talking to each other. And I'm like, 
That sounds exactly like what I need right now. I cannot believe that your brother, Doug, the great eavesdropper, the one and only Carl Hungus recommended my, (laughs) I like the movie so much. I bought the script. Did you really? Yeah. But, Oh, I got to watch this now. Okay. Well, we could, but I mean, I can talk about, you know, I can go on for 30 minutes about one section. Anyway, uh, that's the sign of a good movie. Is it? Is it? There was a movie Maybe. years ago put out called The Accidental Tourist. Okay. Have you watched it? No. I complained and ranted and bitched about that movie for a solid week. It was not okay. a good movie. James Hurt, I forget who else is in it. Uh, I didn't like it. It was, everybody loved it. I went, this is, and I went on and thing after thing after thing after thing about why it was so bad. Okay, so maybe uh, being able to talk about a movie for at length is a sign of a good or bad movie. Okay, great. Maybe not talking <laughs> about a movie is just mean it's, it's definitely a bad movie. That's probably true. Have you watched Sahara? No. The worst movie ever made? Oh. Yeah. Counter, counter to the best movie ever made. Well, the I don't know what the best movie ever made was. Um, it's definitely not The Flash. Whoa, and I think on that note, we are going to segue into the multiverse we call reality. You've been listening to the Armchair Cinephiles, a potpourri of James Gunn news releases and the excitement we have for the DCU, the DCEU, and all things Creature Commandos. I'm Doug. He's been Jeff. Figuratively Speaking Minis has uh, happily sponsored us. Please check them out on Instagram. Until next time, peace. Now I have to click things and I'm going to talk mindlessly for the next little while. It's, it's, it's ridiculous.